This is going to be rant in three parts, geez. Three parts? Yeah. That's uh, so, are we going to see each, an elevation? Yeah, each more aggravating than the last. Now, JB Hi-Fi. I'm a big fan of the store. You know, they've got great range, cheap prices, everything else. Stuff? The advert stops here. So you uh, The staff usually give you that sort of, you know... Art student who'd show you a good time sort of vibe, so... <laughs> I always, I've always, some credit for I've that. always thought that if I was ever a parent, not that that's probably ever going to happen now, but if I was ever a parent and my son slash daughter ever came home with a shithouse tattoo, I would, I'd, the first thing that I would be saying to them would be, congratulations, you've just ensured a worthwhile career at JB Hi-Fi. Yeah. But there's not going to be any more successful careers if they keep this shit up. Now... I bought a couple of uh, CDs the other day. Sure, now, gee. I'm actually that, that in itself. Is I'm, a... Yeah, I know. I'm trying to do the right thing. Okay, I'm not downloading music legally or illegally. I'm going out. I'm buying albums, supporting the artists, and that. So I take the first one home. There's the usual three kilograms of wrapping and everything on it. They put the price on the CD rather than on the wrapping. So I was mm. like, oh, why the fuck do they do this? And then when I go to take it off. It just breaks apart into a thousand pieces and remains stuck all over the front of the album. So I had to get nail polish remover in the end just to get all this shit off. Put the price on the fucking label, not on the CD itself. God, make it so you can tear it off. Then I get to the second album. And I was like, oh, they better not have done it again. So I see the price come off with the wrapping and I'm like, oh, good. Tear it off. Look underneath. There's a label on there without any price on it! It's just got the decimal point! What is the point of that? The <laughs> decimal point! <laughs> the decimal what is the decimal point. point of that? Seriously! So, again, uh, that one I didn't even bother taking off because I figured, oh, well, what the hell, I'm just going to get shit all over the case again. And then, to cap it all off, when I opened the CD case, the case came off in my hand, the front of the case. It was broken. The front arm was broken. So it's not even attached to the back of the case properly. That's strike three, JB Hi-Fi. You pissed me off three times within a minute. JB, you've done yeah, it again. Yeah, you're out. <laughs> oh. Get, sort your fucking shit out, seriously. It's basic stuff. Not happy. Coach Killers. Fantasy. Fantasy coach killers. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas, Dwight Howard, and Ty Lawson. Thanks for nothing! <laughs> Literally! The last two weeks! Nothing! You day to day! Oh, yeah, no, nah, I'm not going to play today. Oh, yeah, should be right for the next game. Oh, yeah, no, nah, I'm not going to play. Should be right for the next game. You've done this for two weeks! And you've cost me the competition! Jeez. I'm not happy! Really not happy. If it helps. What I, do you got to say if he's... If it helps. I'll oh, just shut up. I lost to the Bagman last week. A fate worse than death, okay? So I think I know something about pain right now. Jackson Merritt, I'm coming for you and your family. If you have a wife and kids, <laughs> they better watch out. 134 points. All I needed you to do was stay below 120 to get the wing. Below 120. Your previous career best was somewhere in the mid-50s, I'd say. 134! God. Yeah, come on. You don't know fantasy pain until you've lost to the bag, man. you got to give me that. Oh, I don't know what more to say. Yeah, I'm just pissed off at the entire world right now. Plus, Timbo's probably going to pants me this week. 
Our, the, co- the community college graduates giving me the old one-two sucker punch to the gonads. I'm not copping that! I'm not copping that! Well, I am. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not happy about it. I was going to say, it sounds like you're copying it somewhere where you yeah. don't want to. Uh, not good. Well, with the start of the baseball season coming up, Dan, I know you don't want to talk about it, oh, given... No. Yeah. I, 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 we can talk about it as long as you limit yourself to today's results. Just for those who might have missed it, Kansas City 1, Minnesota Twins 10. <laughs> Woo! And, uh, da, 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 da. I think it was New York Yankees 2, Boston Red Sox 4 as well. There you go. But, uh... Up high. There it is. <laughs> with the uh, with the baseball season having just commenced, it means that the basketball season's, at least the regular season's, coming to a close. So it's probably time to take stock and work out what are we going to see during the playoffs. And I know you could probably care. You know, I have a number of varied and uh, researched opinions on this, but I'm going to let you... Take the lead on this one. Actually, I'd rather hear these opinions. Uh, the Heat will win the whole thing. Ooh. There we go. Ooh. <laughs> He's gone early. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a racing two out east. <laughs> the Heat are in the playoffs, aren't they? With <laughs> <laughs> two games to go, they've just taken the number one seed in the east, oh, which, is, which is pretty important because I don't think Indiana can beat them in a seven-game series without home court advantage. So that's a big deal. I know uh, what I'm talking about, James. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, we don't know if Miami are going to get past some of these other teams. There's a couple of teams that uh, have played really well against them this year. The New Jersey Nets, or the Brooklyn Nets, as they're now called, haven't lost to the Heat all year so far. Wow. And they're a team that's actually built well to play against the Heat. So if they cop the, the Brooklyn Nets in a... In, a, in the second round it would yeah. probably be which the way that everything's looking is actually a, is a possible outcome here they might not even get to that point so could be interesting there but oh well I hate Miami so either way I win yeah <laughs> it's probably I mean it's it's realistically I'd say a race in five this year so Indiana even though they've I think they're eight and fourteen in their last twenty-two now. Uh, they'd won enough games early in the year to put themselves into a good position. I still think that when push comes to shove, they'll be right around the mark. Yeah. With with Miami in the East and in the West, the West is really wide open. It's actually crazy. Team, the team that misses the playoffs in in the West would probably be a, a three or a four seed in the East. Yeah. That's how. I guess how uneven the conferences are at the moment. There's probably three teams out west. San Antonio, who of course made the playoffs last year. Oklahoma City, who made the playoffs of course the year before. With uh, your boy Kevin Durant, the Durantula, firing on all cylinders. Durantula, I like it. And uh, a, a certain, I think he's a certainty to win the MVP this year. Yeah, which you would have said the same thing about James Ennis, so yes. you can't take anything for granted. <laughs> uh, and Probably the smoky out west, I think, is the Los Angeles Clippers, who have a uh, new coach this year, new style of play, and they seem to uh, they seem to be peaking, I think, just at the right time. As opposed to Indiana. <laughs> As opposed to Indiana. So, I mean, the, the team that cops the Clippers in the, uh, in the second round is, uh, is certainly going to be in for a, for a tough battle, I think. So, 
getting the number one seed out there is really important. And from memory, as things are at the moment, San Antonio just in front of Oklahoma City. However, Oklahoma City has a tiebreaker against San Antonio. So if they finish with a level record, OKC would probably get the one seed. Nice. So, Very interesting. Yeah. So meanwhile, in the baseball, your boy's going to go back to back? or I don't think so. No? No. Oh, I don't think so. They, they kind of snuck up on everyone last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could well come down to who wins the All-Star game this year. Fair enough. Uh, we were lucky enough to get that advantage last year, and I think it helped us greatly. Yeah. Because um, I think that the 2-3-2 format really does suit the team that gets to play first yeah. at home. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, I'm not expecting... I mean, it's the AL... I just like to get out of the AL East, which could be a challenge this year. Yeah, well, this year and every year. Every year, yeah. I mean, are they going to do something about that eventually? It is a tad unfair no. that the the third best team in the AL East could often take just about anyone else in the American League out. I mean, the only way they'll probably do something about it is if they expand the playoffs, I would have thought. Mm. Well, they have started doing that now. They've got like the extra wild card yeah. game at the start, which is great. I I actually think that that was a really good idea. Mm. Yes. So, well, from the Twins' perspective, I'm just hoping to avoid finishing last. And also, if we could keep beating Kansas City ten-one at regular intervals, I mean, we really mind if we lost everything else. Have we described the Kansas City hatred? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on, on Can I call it the across, curse? Yeah, the what? KCC. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're I, not it, down with KCC. No, we're not. I believe yeah. it, it started with you yeah. going over to see one game of baseball in your time over there. Yeah. And I believe it happened to be a night where Kansas City piled on something like 14 runs against them. And, oh, and, it was more than that, I think. Oh, was yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> so I, Kansas- I just remember that they, uh, they we, we snuck out to, I think it was a 5-3 lead, and then they just, they just turned on. Nine, nine runs in the next inning, including yeah. a grand slam. Oh, so, thanks for coming. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> thanks for coming from Australia. <laughs> yeah, thanks for watching. Was, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. But uh, so that that started it, and then they'd always been a a rival team. Obviously, the Twins being in the same division, they were very much our bogey side for a long time there. But one night in, in particular, I remember where I'd stayed up all night watching this defensive slugfest. And it was 1-0 in the bottom of the ninth, and we had them two outs. And they hit two outs and a strike, so they were two strikes away, and they hit a two-run homer to, to steal the game. And I just remember thinking, oh, I stayed up all night for this shit, and this is how you repay me to lose it on, yeah, pretty much what could have been the third last pitch, second last pitch of the day. Right. Uh, instead, it became the last pitch. Uh- <laughs> I'd just like to add to my time over there in the Kansas City curse. The Red Sox managed to win every other game of that series oh, while I was there. Yeah. And of course, did I go to those games? Yeah. No. No, yeah. I did not. So anyway, Kansas City, suck it. We beat you 10-1. That is all. Well, a recent survey from Virgin Mobile come out. Who was the worst person to be stuck next to sitting on a plane? It'd probably be me if I'd had the chili con carne for lunch. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been drinking, yeah. having, having one of your Kahlua sessions yeah. since 10 in the morning. Exactly. But uh, number one with the bullet, 
Tom Waterhouse. <laughs> what were the odds on that? Quite appropriate that you say with a bullet. Because yeah. I think that's what people would have preferred. <laughs> Tom Waterhouse. The 10 worst celebrity seatmates, apparently. In order, we've got Tom Waterhouse at 1. Kyle Sandilands at 2. Gina Reinhardt at 3. Politician slash mining magnate Clive Palmer at 4. Miley Cyrus at 5. Shane Warne at 6. Chris Lilly at 7. Carl Stefanovic at 8. Lara Bingle at 9. And Tony Abbott at 10. Lara Bingle at 9 is a bit harsh. She'd probably be loose enough to help you join the Mile High Club, wouldn't she? Oh, I don't know about that. Well, if not her, then Miley Cyrus certainly would have been. (laughs) So, yeah, it doesn't make much sense that Miley Cyrus is higher off the list. Yeah. Any any surprises? It's a bit harsh on poor old Gina Reinhardt, isn't it? Well, don't, yeah. don't really know what she's done to deserve that. Maybe it's just due to the uh, the sheer size. There, yeah. There'd be plenty of uh, yeah girth um, overhanging your seat, yeah. perhaps. Any others that surprise you there? Oh, no, not really. Hey, yeah, Carl, I, I reckon Carl Stefanovic could be a hoot to see next to. Oh, no. He lasted some of the most inane stuff, and it'd be it'd be it it would be an experience. I just don't understand what that guy's appeal is. The fact that the fact that he has won a gold Logie just tells you everything you need to know about the Logie Awards. So, of course, the flip side argument, the best 10 to sit next to. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this. Oh. At number 10, Russell Brand. Jeez, I've gone off him a bit. Mm. That's uh, probably why he's only number 10. Uh, number 9, Julia Gillard. <sighs> How is she not on the first list? <laughs> Seriously. Um, number eight, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, if you couldn't get Miley. <laughs> That'd be weird. That was William, wasn't oh, it? Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, doesn't matter. Oh, who cares? They're yeah. interchangeable. Yeah. yeah. Number seven, Ryan Gosling. Good to see that there were plenty of females clearly voting That's on this right. list. That's right, yeah. I don't know if there was much correction for uh, yeah. female skew here. Number six, Dr. Chris Brown. Oh, As distinct from the other Chris Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been good to see him in there. Oh, nice, well played. <laughs> uh, number five, Hamish Blake. Were there, were there any chicks on this list other than fucking Gillard? Number four, Beyonce Knowles. Oh, well, Beyonce, God. whatever the hell she calls herself. Just Beyonce. Yeah. Uh, number three, George Clooney. Where's Stacey Keebler? She'd be my number one. Number two, Kate Middleton. Kate Middleton? What? Oh, I've lost all hope <laughs> I just wait, I just waited to see your response for number one then. Which is? Pink. Why? <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that list really raises more questions than it answers, I have to so say. So who would be your number one? Oh, probably Stacey Keebler would be right up there. If you're going to throw that out. Taylor Swift I'd, I'd throw up there as well. Just so she, she could write a song, song about me, yeah. yeah. I knew you were trouble when you sat down. Yeah. And ripped one. You know, Katy Perry, as long as I could leave her on mute. <laughs> You know, the, the usual 
high class of intellectuals with which I'd like to associate. Well, didn't we? I think, I think we'd had a we'd had a discussion about perhaps doing a podcast on our our three ideal dinner party guests. Yes. Have you got your responses ready to go? Because we could bash that one out while we while we're here. Well, yeah. We're talking I'll, on the subject, you, you can go first. This is going to be a bit similar. Yes. All right. Well, my first one would be um, Hugh Laurie, because yes. I think he could probably, you know, do some stand-up comedy. He could play the piano. He could sing. You know, he he could do it all. That guy. And he, he, and is, he could be. Di- and he could diagnose any. Yeah. Exactly. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, in terms of ridiculously talented guys, he is right up there. And I'm actually going to see him um, in in a couple of weeks' time when he's coming to Perth. So, but I mean, one of my favourite actors in one of my favourite TV shows of all time. Where was House on my list? I think it was number two, wasn't it? Yes. On my list. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was number two. Um, So, yeah, and I think, yeah, obviously I think he'd be a great conversationalist as well. Someone in a similar type of vein uh, is Jason Alexander, who speaking of favourite TV shows, I think Seinfeld was my number three. So, yeah, we're going through that at the moment. Um, and I think, again, a, an incredibly gifted guy. But if you listen to some of the interviews he's done on Seinfeld and other things, he's so articulate and well-spoken. Uh, and he does the, the self-deprecating humour very, very well too. So I think if you had uh, Hugh Laurie and Jason Alexander there, you'd, you'd be guaranteed some good conversation. Um, and then my third one is just someone I admire tremendously. And I had to throw a cricketer into the mix, of course. Um, so I'd go Hashimamla. I think the, um, yeah, for, for someone of his background, you know, being of the Muslim faith and everything like that, the, the esteem in which he is held across, just universally across the entire world of cricket is almost second to none. I think, you know, if I had to pick someone to bat for my life right now, he'd be the guy I'd choose. Um, and I also think, yeah, the... The fact that they've said he doesn't have to wear the beer logo on his shirt. The fact that he's... I think he's one of the... He's been a captain in the shorter forms of the game. Um, he's touted as a you know, potential future leader as well. Um, and I think, yeah, a lot of that... If you, you look at the way Kawaja has sort of been shunned, I guess, from the Australian dressing room, as I see it, more, more due to, I think, his personality than anything else... I'd just be really fascinated to sit down and just have a discussion uh, with Mr. Ramla and just, just find out what he's like and what makes him tick and that. I think it'd be, yeah, he'd be a really interesting character to get to know. So there you go. Those are my three. Has that given you enough time to, to frantically scramble your list together or would you like to put some, put some more thought? GJ is always a very well-researched and, uh, and prepared yeah. podcaster. That's right. You should... I was going to say something obvious, like someone to cook, someone to clean up, no, and then someone good. to have dessert with afterwards. <laughs> you but, know what he uh, means by dessert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw one out there that's very left field. Stephen Dank. Oh, you know what? And, and Just because you want to know. <laughs> and the second person I actually want to invite is you, because I think between the two of us, we would gang up on him something <laughs> chronic. So not James Heard then? No. <laughs> I contemplated yeah. Jones Heard, but uh, yeah. I thought, no, you know, there might be yeah. a little bit too much. <laughs> and Stephen Dank just strikes me as being a smug prick anyway, <laughs> so I just have to 
you know, get him over here and just take him down. A take him down a peg or twenty. Yeah. Um, Kick him in the balls under the yeah, table. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bit of Rochambeau <laughs> action, yeah. Eric Cartman style. Yeah. Um, Make him eat his own parents. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> they they're a tough cut, actually. Yeah. I, I reckon having Matt and Trey would be it'd be a laugh a minute with those yeah. guys there, but. The, the other guy who I just, you know, from all the stories I've heard and I'd just love to see how he actually ticks as a human being would be Michael Jordan. Mm. Um, you know, somebody who was, you know, everything you hear is absolutely, you know, focused and maniacal about everything that he did. It would be interesting to, you know, see that dynamic at play and mm. given that he's one who likes to also rib people yeah. once once you've explained the backstory with Stephen Dank I reckon he'd be uh, I reckon he'd be, uh, yeah, he'd, be, yeah. he'd be going at him big time so well Jordan's a bit of a rare breed because you don't hear too much bad about him oh you hear the odd story about yeah. him but um but yeah. I mean if you compare him to the other the other great black hope um and you look at what's happened in his in his private life and all the you know the books that have come out and and everything else about him, Jordan. Yeah. Jordan seems a just a, a cut above. Mm. Um, I think that Jordan was doing. I guess the the counter argument I would have to that is is that there's Jordan wasn't exactly running around in the TMZ zone, which we are today, mm. where you know it's a twenty four seven news cycle. So yeah. uh, it's actually a very good point. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the other obvious one. For me, it would would be Don Bradman. Obviously, no. unfortunately, he's no longer with us. But I I know that Steve War uh, says in both of his books, actually, in his autobiography and um, the Meaning of Luck, he talks about just talking with him. You know, if I think he had a, a three or four hour session with him, and he said the time just flew by. You know, he mm-hmm. said he felt like he'd only just walked in when it was time to go again. Yeah. And he said he was very very positive about one day cricket and all the the future innovations of the game whereas a lot of these former players um harvey in particular you know seem very bitter and twisted and you know they don't make them like they used to and that sort of thing whereas he said nostalgia isn't what it used to be yeah he said (laughs) um the don was nothing but positive and Mm. all the changes i'm surprised huss didn't get a run at yours no because i think he's there's not enough personality behind him I mean you, I love the guy and I love everything he did but I think he's so unceasingly positive and very you know official party line and doesn't want to get any noses out of joint I don't think he'd actually I don't think he'd actually be as good a conversationalist as um, as the other three guys that I threw in there and as I say hush I mean hush I mean, it's more I just want to see uh, <laughs> behind the willow curtain if you, if you will <laughs> Just yeah, just to to analyse the guy. Yeah, good thing you didn't invite Dean Jones. <laughs> yeah, oh God. <laughs> yeah, Dean Jones would probably be high up on my list of ten worst possible seamates on a plane. Actually, <laughs> he'd he'd be very high up there. The we, professor. We might have God. to put that on another podcast. He's got to be the dumbest person ever oh, to well, try and get the well, professor. Uh, yes, I don't know. I mean, Monica. The biologist shits me at times. He's yeah. well and truly on the freeway to fuck Wittery, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well put. <laughs> that's, that sounds like something the bowl just sort of come up with and then hung his hat on for the next decade. 
Yeah. It's a corridor of uncertainty, Flynn. Get over it and get on with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the doorway to departure, the avenue of apprehension. Stop. Just stop. Yeah. No more. The freeway of fuckwittery. Yeah, let's let's end on that note. <laughs>